0: The Lord commands that we say yes. He chooses a place for us to be in the center of his will. He locates us in that place called yes. And then he goes and finds our destiny, our blessing, our good, our benefit. And he brings it to that place called, yes. But if we're not in that place, we might miss our blessing. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. We must examine our lives to find out are we in the purpose of God. Are we in the place of yes? I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody to get my blessing. I want them to get the blessing the Lord has in store for them. The Lord is going to bring my blessing to my place, so let me get in the place of yes so that I can receive what God has in store for me. How many of you want the blessing that God has in store for you? We clap our hands and thank God for that wonderful song. <clears throat> Brother George Wallace sent me a text, and this song was a part of that text. And I was so blessed hearing that song from our brothers and sisters in Africa. And I just ran to Sister Judy with the tape and said, "You got to sing this. You got to sing this." How many of you were blessed by that? Welcome to the house of the Lord, and God bless each and every one of you. I'm glad to see our deacons in the house on today. I went to the men's conference of the Church of God in Christ for my annual message and visit with them. looked out in the audience, and seven West Angeles deacons in Little Rock, Arkansas, sitting in the audience. They didn't tell me they were going to be there. What a pleasant and wonderful surprise it was to look out and see them. Our heart's a little heavy with Sister Kim Briggs on today. She's our children's church director. Sister Kim has had a flood of challenges and tests to her faith. And just a few days ago, weeks ago, she lost her father. And then a few days later, she lost her grandfather. And then after the funeral, losing her grandfather, her grandfather had two brothers and two sisters who were living. And after the funeral, they were driving in a car and we ended a 16-wheeler truck and both of her aunts and uncles, all of her aunts and uncles, both her father's brothers and her, her grandfather's brothers and her grandfather's sisters were all killed in that automobile accident. That literally wiped out that whole generation. So our prayers are with Sister Kim. But in talking to her on the phone the other day, her concern was, Bishop, please pray that the faith of my family will not be devastated, that they'll keep on believing and trusting God. No doubt about whether Sister Kim was going to trust God, she was going to lean on and trust in Him. It's the plight of life to face these tragedies. They come our way and our hearts are sometimes so broken and we hardly understand, but I would say to you, we've got a high priest who's touched by the feeling of our infirmities and who was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, and we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Aren't you glad that Jesus is there? Aren't you glad that Jesus understands? We, as we read the Bible, discover that after Jesus started his ministry, we don't see any trace or record of the one who served as his earthly father, Joseph. Joseph's name never appears, never seen, never involved after Jesus started his ministry. And that means to us that by the time Jesus was 30 years old, he had lost his father And you would think that if he had kept anybody alive, he would have kept Joseph alive. Because Joseph had made so many sacrifices and had done so much for the advancement and the good of Jesus Christ. But Joseph died before Jesus was 30 years old. And if Jesus lost his loved one, don't you know he understands when we lose our loved ones? And we can take hope and take courage. That the same Jesus who endured death in his family understands and we endured death in our family. Could we just clap our hands and praise God for his strength, his power, his presence in the life of Sister Kim Briggs. And Sister Kim is our children's leader and Brother Donnie Briggs, her husband, is our junior high and senior high youth leader. And they do such an excellent job. We love them so much. And so call their name in prayer as you will call the names of all who are on our prayer list and all who in our church family have lost loved ones. And we thank God for Sister Tanya Lewis and her committee and group who serve those who are bereaved and praise for them and comforts them at their hour of trouble and distress. How many of you have been ministered to by sister? Tanya Lewis and our bereavement committee. Could we give him a rising applause, please? Let's give this cry another rousing applause. God bless you. Could you stand, please, turn to Psalm 126. Psalm 126. And verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they among the heathen said, the Lord has done great things for them. Then they said, the Lord has done great things for us, for off we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. When you look towards your neighbor and say to your neighbor, weeping, before reaping, say it again, weeping, weeping. before reaping. Please be it. We have before us this morning a very beautiful, beautiful psalm. As we deal with the verses that pertain directly with our subject, we also want to deal with the entire psalm or the rest of the psalm. This will not only give us some additional insights, but it will also help us to understand why we must sometimes weep before we can reap. So basically, this psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving for blessings already received and an appeal for blessings still needed and desired. The psalmist begins... By doing what many believers need to do on this day, take a retrospective look back into the day of the deliverance of the remnant of the Jews from Babylon under the Persians. It's good for every saint to mentally relive the period before, during, and after your conversion to Jesus Christ need to remember the desperation you felt before you came to Jesus. need to remember the emptiness and absence of purpose which characterized your life. We need to remember all these things because after you have been away from the world for a while, the devil has a way of coming and trying to convince you that things have changed out there in the world he try to tell you that things in the world are not like they used to be. He try to get you to desire the very thing that caused you to seek God in the first place. Can I get a witness in here? I said sometimes he'll cause you to desire the very thing that caused you to come to God in the very first place. The devil will try to convince you that he's changed. That he doesn't mean you any harm. How many of you, in one way or another, heard the devil try to tell you, I've got some good times, some good joys. I don't mean you any harm. How many of you know the devil kind of talks like that sometimes? But if you don't remember real well, then the devil may influence you. And if you don't remember, you will resist not listening to what he would have to say and the pathway that he would have you to walk. But if you remember, you can remind the devil, devil, you're not offering me anything you didn't offer me before. Why don't you try something different and something really new? Try trying to tell you that there's no reason to go back to that, which didn't sustain you in the first place. You can remind the devil that your heart was full of sorrow, filled with distress, condemnation, that you know by experience that the devil will only give you the same thing again. Tell your neighbor, the devil doesn't have anything for you. The same thing again. See, the devil not only has not changed, the devil cannot change. He really has nothing new to offer. He may package it differently. But sin is still the same. Still the same fellow that had you on the road to destruction in the past. That's the same road he wants to have you on now. He's a roaring lion walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. So the psalmist looked back and said, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Zion is a hill in the city of Jerusalem. And so what they are saying was that when God delivered us and brought us safely back to Mount Zion, it was like a dream. It seemed too good to be true. After all the persecution, all the suffering, all the captivity, God miraculously brought them out. They said, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues were filled with singing. Have you ever experienced something that was so wonderful that it was like a dream? Have you ever been so happy that you just couldn't say anything? Just had to laugh and express the joy that the Lord had brought to you in that way. I mean, they get control of themselves. Talking just doesn't do it and You have to sing a little bit. And they said, then with our hearts filled with singing. They reminisced about the day of their deliverance. They reminisced about how God had delivered them and set them free from bondage under Babylon. It's good to remember all these things because otherwise the devil will try to convince you that you left all the joy in the world that you can't find anything in righteousness to really fulfill you, but a hard time. And so the devil, the, the writer of the book of Hebrews, admonishes us in Hebrews ten thirty two, call to remembrance the former days. And the songwriter did this when he said, I never knew joy before until I met the Lord. And you should never lose the joy of your salvation. I said, don't ever lose the joy of your salvation. Stress that to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't lose the joy of your salvation. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have joy in my soul for which long I had sought since Jesus came into my heart. So the psalmist and those with him were so happy. They were so blessed. The sinners had to testify to God's greatness. They said they among the heathen said the Lord has done great things for them. The world around you ought to know what God has done for you. You ought to be willing and glad and overjoyed to testify the Lord has been good to me and they ought to have to just step back and look at you and say, the Lord has done great things for them. How many of you are blessed in the house tonight? How many of you can shout about the goodness of the Lord? How many of you know the sinners around you have to say the Lord's done great things for you? You've testified, you've witnessed, you've let them know what God does in your life. And the world takes note when the believer gets excited about his Savior. I said, the world will get excited if you get excited about the law, what the Lord has done for you. And God expresses his love and reveals his nature by blessing his children. Let me say that again God reveals his nature and expresses his nature, his love, by blessing his children. And the strange thing here is that the heathen said it before the saints said it. Everybody is witnessing today. Sinners, sinners more than the saints. Policemen and politicians, science and scholars and everybody gets a Grammy or an Oscar or anything else. I want to thank my God for this wonderful award. Police, politicians, scientists, scholars are saying that the world is morally bankrupt, that we need moral and spiritual foundation on which we can stand. So the psalmist, when he heard the world saying, and they among the heathens saying, the Lord has done great things for them, the psalmist said, no, the Lord has done great things for us. For we are glad. Don't let the world take your line." Hold on to your testimony. If God has done anything for you, you ought to let the world know what the Lord has done. Well, some are saying the Lord has done great things for them. Some are saying the Lord has done great things for us. But i like to make it real personal and say the Lord has done great things for me. How many of you have that testimony? Hallelujah. 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 I'm not great, but he has done great things for me. That's an expression of the love of God for me. Because he has done these things, these great things, I am glad. Some folk just won't be happy no matter what happens to them. They are so busy asking God for the next blessing that they forget to be thankful for the blessing that they already have. Some folk get so sad so depressed by not having the Holy Ghost that they forget about the fact that they already saved and they're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. God has done great things for me and I'm glad about it. Come on, say it, God. Has done great things for me and I'm glad about it. Let's give him some praise. Take a praise break. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Bless the name of the Lord. But it's at this point that the tone and feeling of the psalm makes a change. For the psalmist says, Lord, turn again our captivity as the streams in the south. What could that mean? How after all that talk about deliverance and great things. Could the psalmist still say, turn again, our captivity? And he could have been referring to those Jews that he left behind in Babylon. All of the Jews did not leave Babylon, just many of them left Babylon. And no saint should be satisfied until the whole world is saved, until everybody who's bound and troubled and separated from God by sin knows the Lord. He said, go ye into all the world, And preach the gospel to every creature. So maybe he was praying for the folk who had been left behind. God, bring the rest of those who are in captivity to freedom also. Or he might have been saying, though God had delivered them from Babylon, there were still some other deliverances that they needed in Jerusalem. Some of them were free, but they were still in distress. Some of them were free, but people were lying on them and blocking them some of them were free but they had to work with a tool in one hand and a sword in the other hand some of them were free but folk were still talking about them they were still facing physical captivity but still they were in danger, spiritual captivity so they cried turn again our captivity and we need to pray from time to time deliver us again come on lift that hand and say Lord deliver me Again, deliverances come one after another and just because you're free from one thing does not mean you're totally free and you should never stop praying and calling on God until you're fully delivered. Deliver us (laughs) again. They thought about how the streams in the south dried up every year, but then they were filled to overflowing during the autumn rains. So they said our hearts are dry And thirsty, and just like you send the water in the autumn and fill up the streams, do us like that. Fill us again. Lift your hands and say, Lord, fill us again. What God did for you yesterday might not sustain you today, and so you need to go to God and say, Lord, fill me again. There are many fillings, and one baptism and life has a way of oozing out of us, and our spirituality and our anointing as a way of escaping us under the pressure and trial of time and of life, and we need to stop and say, Lord, fill me again, revive us again. Revive us again. Let our souls be filled again with your power. Some of you may be above this, but there are some who, though they are free, in a way are still in distress, captivated captivated by spiritual incapacity. Some are captivated by a constant and relentless wave of temptation that doesn't seem to let up or give you rest. Some of you are captivated by emotional problems and by worries and by concerns. You are saved, but there are needs in your life that have not yet been met. There are problems that cause you to cry out along in the night. There's a problem because you didn't think that there would be any time like this when you were saved. Lord, I'm saved. I'm loving you. Why am I having it so rough? Why am I losing my loved ones? Why am I going through what I'm going through? And the Lord says, I went through it too. Jesus says, I endured just like you are enduring, just like I made it, you can make it. Tell your neighbor, just like Jesus made it, you can make it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's another deliverance that you need to get through that comes through prayer, that comes through Fasting. And so in verse 5, the psalmist said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And verse 6, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So you might ask, why would a man sow in tears and then go forth weeping? But you've got to remember that they were talking about sowing seeds, and they were talking about sowing a very special kind of seed, not a peach seed, not a plum seed, where you eat the plum or eat the peach, and then you plant the seed because you certainly can't eat it, it's not of any benefit to you. And so you never cry when you sow a plum seed or a peach seed, it grows and develops and Praise God for it, but it's no loss for you to plant it because you certainly can't eat it. But they were talking about wheat seeds and barley seeds and corn seeds. You had to make a choice whether you were going to plant it or whether you were going to eat it. When you have a ear of corn, you plant it, you get a great harvest, but if you eat it, it never brings forth a harvest. Wheat seeds and barley seeds, are the same, you've got to either plant them or eat them. But you cannot do both, but you certainly can eat them if you choose. And some folk have the wrong analogy in mind, analogy in mind, and thus they never have to weep. They eat the peach, they then have fun and say, I I can't eat the seed anyway, so I'll plant it. And there's really no sacrifice in that. No, these are kernels of corn that you can feed hungry mouths. Grains of wheat that you can make good bread. And during times of scarcity, when times are hard, it's difficult to throw good seed into the ground. I said when times are hard and you're facing a long winter, it's difficult to take the corn seeds and the wheat seeds and the barley seeds and rather than eating them, plant them in the cold dark ground. That's your survival that you're talking about. You may not know whether you'll have enough food to carry you through the winter. And it's hard to take the seed that will assure your survival and plant that seed in the ground. Are you with me today? You may not understand what I'm trying to say, but it'll be a hard thing for you to understand. But the best I can say out here, the old farmer reasoning along the way, I know things are slim. I know I'm tempted to plant less seed, and the less I plant, the less I'll harvest. And the less I harvest, the less I'll have to plant next year. I'll have to eat, and the less I have to, to, to sell, if I have to eat it, I, if I only have a little, I can't sell the harvest and make any money. So. I see the farmer with tears in his eyes as he sows the seeds and says I I, I don't want to sow this because I might need to eat it But, but if I eat it I won't be able to sow it and I'll be in trouble. I see him in times of danger when the enemy is lurking around and seeking to steal his treasure of grain and grain was one of the most valuable treasures that one could steal. In the olden day, I see him hiding, as he goes to his hiding place in the still of the night, and I see him gathering his seed away with the stars overhead, and goes out into the field in the still of the night, and plants his seed in the ground, knowing that that's the safest time for him to sow it, but for fear that even then the enemy may come upon him, I see tears pouring down his eyes. I see him in times of drought and there's been no rain crops have still been slim and I see him planting good seed in dry ground and I see the tears running down again and he looks toward heaven and says Lord if you don't send the rain my seed is not going to grow I and my family are going to die. Lord I need you to send rain I need you to Protect my seed in the ground, even as it grows. I need you to send water to irrigate my crop. I don't have much time to go on further, but let me apply this spiritually. Because there are seeds that every saint must plant. There are investments that every saint has got to make. You can't always smile and laugh when you plant those seeds because there will be times when you would rather enjoy them now than to plant them for the harvest. Moses had to do this when he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Joseph had to do it because Potiphar's wife enticed him, but he would not consent. How then can I do this great evil? and sin against my master and against my God the three Hebrew boys had to do it the king said unless you bow down I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace the three Hebrew boys had to say king do what you want to do but the God that we serve is able to deliver us from the fire furnace why doesn't somebody say praise the Lord Daniel had to do it at the lion's den. The king said, stop praying to any God but me. Daniel said, my God is the only God. And if I have to die, I'm going to die calling on the name of my God. Job had to do it when his body was racked with sickness and disease. He said, all the days of my appointed time. I'm going to wait till my change comes, And child of God, you've got to do it. Tell your neighbor, you've got to do it. You've got to sow seeds of faith and seeds of righteousness, even when there are tears in your eyes. And listen, I just want to tell you today that this may be the most important time of your life. Would you tell your neighbor, neighbor, this may be the most important time of your life. Too long have you been looking and trying to conserve what you have. You've forgotten that God is your source. And he said, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, for I am God, and be saved, for there is none else. God's word says, give, and it shall be given unto you Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? Your life, your energy, your knowledge, your talent all come from God. But God wants you to give and share what you have with his word. If you've done it, sometimes it might have been rough. But you've got to do it anyhow. Hallelujah, he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I don't know about you, but I see you coming with your blessing. I see you coming filled with rejoicing and filled with the joy of the Lord. You've got to bury the flesh with its evil desires. It's hard to live safe when everybody is doing their thing. But keep on living for the Lord. Tell your neighbor, keep on living for the Lord. Hold on
1: to your faith. Come on and praise him.
0: Help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so sometimes you've got to sow in tears, but you will reap. If you hold on, you will reap, if you keep on working. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If we faint not, tell two people reaping time is on the way. Jesus had to sow in tears and reap in joy. Because nails were driven into his hands and into his feet. He died on a cross that we might have life. He died that we might be saved. But early on the third morning, he got up from the grave. That I am he that was alive, was
1: dead, and I'm alive forevermore. I've got the key. To death, hell, and the grave. Jesus got up alive and well. Jesus
0: grabbed death by the collar and shook death until death turned him loose. And my Bible says God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Oh,
1: Raise your hand and say, Jesus, stand up on your feet and say, Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord of all. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Lord. Let us not grow weary in
0: well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Tell your neighbor my due season
1: is on the way. My miracle is due. My blessing is due. My deliverance is due. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength They'll mount up glory Hallelujah. Hallelujah 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 Hold on Heart may be heavy It may be burdened. Hold on. I see you're going higher. I see you're getting more than you've ever gotten before. Come on and praise him, Tell three people it's alright now. It's alright. Yeah. Glory, 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 glory.
0: It's blessing time. Tell somebody it's blessing time. It's miracle time. You've been holding on. You've been sacrificing. You've been laboring.
1: Now is the time God gonna take you higher than you've ever gone before. They that way upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up on wings, just like an eagle. Run and not be weary. Come on and praise Him. And my Bible says, My Bible tells me that
0: I can cast all my care on Him because He cares for me. I want you to do this by faith. How many have a burden you need to unload? How many of you have a problem you need to be rid of? How many of you have a need you need God to fix it? On your behalf, the Bible says, cast all your care on Him. Because he cares for you. I want you to take that problem in your hand and step out in the aisle. Walk down to the altar. Throw that problem on the altar and go back to your seat. Praising God. Your sickness.
1: Your trouble. Your disease. Opposition. Tough times throw it on the altar, cast all your care on him, go back praising him, go back praising him, go back praising him, him. rejoice in the Lord always. Tell somebody, it's all Jesus it Can fix it It's alright now It's done. Praise praising, It's done. Praise Praise him, It's done. It's done. It's done. Thank you, Yes, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Receive your healing. Receive your miracle. Receive your deliverance. In the name of Jesus. And sing rise and be healed In the name of Jesus Let faith arise in your soul Rise and be healed Rise and be healed In the
0: name of Jesus He will touch you
1: and make you home. take that neighbor's hand Look at me and say Rise and